eyes are cold and restless His wounds have almost healed And she'd give half a Texas Just to change the way he feels well, She knows his love's in Tulsa And she knows he's gonna go Well, it ain't no woman, flesh and blood It's that damned old road he goes Oh, well, it's balls and blood It's a Listening to the PCAST presented by CDE Light Band. Each week we take you around Austin Peay, the Athletics Department, occasionally the OEC, thanks to our good friends at CDE. I am Colby Wilson. Welcome to the nation's top ranked Austin Peay podcast. It's welcoming in a guest host this week and Chris Austin, longtime stat guru and softball contact for Austin Peay State University. Thanks, Colby. Glad to, to step in and fill in. Hopefully, I won't uh, cast any. Embarrass yourself for generations to come? Well, I think embarrassing Casey since he's not here. Well, I mean, that's just a given as we embarrass Casey. That's that's practically what we live for around here. Fair enough. Uh, to the banter. Got some basketball games finally. Uh, last week released the OVC slate while also announcing the Beach Bubble Gulf Coast Showcase event that the men's basketball team will be involved with uh, starting November 25th. But now we've got both Murray State basketball games, home and away. Both in December, the 8th in the Hamlet, the 21st, right here in the Dunn Center. Well, it's really odd having both of the Murray games done before the new year. And I know that uh, there's some pluses and minuses. I mean, it's it's good to, you know, to get those and, and kind of find out where you are. But now... You know, looking at uh, what everybody's considering, that Austin P and Murray are probably the two top teams in the conference. Get them out of the way early, a possible matchup in the OVC tournament is going to be even bigger than it normally would be. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about a potential OVC championship preview that's Very three early. months before the OVC Very championships. Early. It's going to be I, – I did the research going into that game or going into the release – and the last time Austin P and Murray State finished the season series, the season series before the calendar flipped was 1943. <laughs> I'm, surpri- I'm surprised it was, it was that early. I mean, it was pre both teams being in right. the OVC. It's it's that long ago. And to to your point, and it's something that I heard uh, Coach Figger mention on the OVC Media Day Zoom the other day. Like, usually we're having this game. Last couple of years, this game's been the last game of the regular season, determining a lot, determining potentially who wins the conference, where seeding stacks up when we get to Evansville. And now it's right off the bat. You can't afford to, like, ease into your conference schedule with that. You know, but and the thing about it is, I mean, with both of those games being so early, if one team were able to sweep the other, that would really go a long way to solidifying their chances of being a regular season champion. Yeah, if I, I would say if one team sweeps the other, there's your team. Like, there's your one seed. Because it's going to be – I think this is going to be a transition year for Belmont. They've lost some pieces. They've gained some pieces and gained some very talented pieces. I just think this is going to be kind of a moving year for them as Casey Alexander sort of gets his feet under him in a second season. Uh haven't even announced this yet on the website, but it'll go sometime later today. Uh, the Govs getting a second home date finally in the non-conference schedule, or getting a home date finally in the non-conference schedule with McNeese State coming in on December 18th to invade the Dunn Center. Uh, 
Looking forward to having the Cowboys come to town. Looking forward to having a home basketball game. Oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, in the year of COVID and you, you don't know, you know, what's going to happen and the, the fact that the, the, the schedules are a little bit truncated, the, the fact that they're able to get, you know, some home games is going to be big and, you know, get a chance for um, Austin Peace fans to see a team that, if it's not the outright favorites, got to be one of the favorite, prohibitive favorites of winning the conference this year. And in it's an Austin P team that is getting notoriety across the country. Several prognosticators have picked Austin P to be one of the top mid-major teams in all of America. And it's hard to blame them when you bring back Terry Taylor and Jordan Adams and add two high-major drop-downs and add a couple of really, really talented young guys. And, 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 and. The guys are going to be really good. Last week we mentioned Eric Barnes was a Monday qualifier at the Vivian Houston Open. Uh he had just teed off whenever Casey and I talked last week. Well, we can report now that Barnes not only made the cut, made a big move on Sunday, four under on the back nine, wound up, uh, I believe it was tied for 36th. Uh, a nice little payday for Barnes. Basically finances uh, his Corn Ferry Tour uh, travels next year and a really, really impressive showing for the former Gov. It was. Uh, as a matter of fact, I think he was 600 for the day on the he Sunday. He crushed and it, it was on a, Sunday. It was, a second, it was the second lowest score for anybody that was still in the tournament on Sunday. So a great finish for him and hopefully a building block. And more importantly, maybe a chance for some sponsors to see him because that's the important thing on somebody on his level and at his point in the career. Got to get the sponsorship. That gets you more time on the tour. As much notoriety as he's gotten Publix for stocking shelves for him during the pandemic when the Corn Ferry went on hiatus and that story getting picked up. I saw another one today. It was in Forbes. I mean, as much notoriety as he's gotten them. Publix, you need to step in there and help our boy Barnes out. Absolutely. Last week, the baseball team wrapped up the Red and Black World Series. Red in a sweep. Well, i tell you what, it was uh, a, a, a kind of a surprise for me because the game two uh, the black team had that big lead, and it kind of slipped away. So it was looking like it was heading to a three-game series, but uh, not to be much like the softball World Series. It two close games, but uh, wasn't able to pull out that third game. Title Lancey homered twice and drove in five in game one. And like you said, Red rallying back from a six-run deficit in the final three innings. No less. It's not like they were just chipping away one at a time. I mean, they had to they had to put some crooked numbers up on the board to win that game and get that sweep. So uh, I think that's that's everybody who's going to compete this fall. Like that's that's both the World Series wrapped up, uh, and now the long cold winter sets in. Yeah, it won't be long. Luckily, uh, basketball's right around the corner. And like I said, I think especially the men's team, but really the women's team too. A lot of new faces coming off a successful season last year. I think there's going to be a, hopefully a lot of excitement at Dunn Center this year. I hope so. I hope so. I hope we we have some excitement. I hope we have some fans. I hope we get to, to really open this up and let people see what these teams can do because I think they're going to be very, very good. Also very good, Morgan McMahon, this week's PCAST guest, and we'll get to her right after this. Working on a weekend like usual Way off in the deep end like usual Swear they passed us, they doing too much Haven't done my taxes, I'm too turned up Virgil got a paddock on my wrist going nuts 
Caught me slipping once, okay, so what? Someone hit your block up, I'd tell you if it was us Man, a house in Rosewood, it too plush Say my day's a number, but I keep waking up No, you see my text, baby, Private Bats, that's all Morgan McMahon got out of her freshman season before COVID-19 shut it all down but that has not dimmed her spirits or her enthusiasm for the 2021 campaign, which she and her teammates have spent the fall preparing for, including the Red and Black World Series two weeks ago. And today she has graciously consented to join us this week on the PCAST. Morgan, how are you? I'm good. Good. So I want to talk about, first of all, a topic that I feel like is very uh, near and dear to you, and that's type 1 diabetes. You You have type 1 diabetes, right? Yes. And it's something that you're kind of an ambassador for in a lot of ways, aren't you? Didn't you get a scholarship for yes. them? Can you just tell me what kind of what what the work is that you've been putting in for it? Um, so basically, the work that I do is for the Team Type One Global Ambassador. Um, all I, all it really is is just it's for Type One diabetics that are athletes, college athletes, and what they do is they just are like public role models. They speak out to the community teammates whoever it may be and just kind of educate people on what type one is and how you deal with it every day as an athlete do you have extra hoops that you've got to jump through to deal with it yeah so um being an athlete it's a little bit harder to deal with um i have to make sure everything is like perfectly in line in order to perform and if it's not if something's even slightly off it'll impact the way i practice play perform really do anything how much how much of that is helped by your relationship with the training staff and them kind of knowing your situation and being able to to help you in the moment um Delaney I will give a big shout out to Delaney she's always when we're running especially doing like heavy running conditioning she's always right there are you okay are your blood sugars good like do you feel good um if they don't I stop check it do whatever I have to do and get back out there um but other than that, it's I pretty much like self-control. If it's to the point where I need the trainers, then I'll go to the trainers. But if not, I can usually handle it myself. How did you get in? You said it was the Type 1. Give me, give me the name again. The Global Ambassador Program. How did you get involved with it? Um, so I have been involved as a child, really, and partially throughout high school. I was involved with JDRF, um, which is the Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation. And I was doing research and just kind of came across this program and was like, wow, I think that would really benefit me and be a good fit for me. You made the transition last year from high school to college and just what what was it like? You know, it's it's different for everybody. Um, it was a big transition for me. Um, at my high school, we didn't weight lift. We literally would just go out and practice for an hour and a half a day and that would be it. So coming here was a big change for me. Um, the coaches have played a big impact in that. The string staff have played a big impact in that. I think they have really pushed me to be where I'm at at this point. With COVID-19, everything, your hopes, dreams, ambitions for your freshman year were taken away just basically in an instant. What did you think you were capable of and what did you think your team was capable of last year? Um... I thought I was starting to get a few at-bats before the season ended, and I was kind of getting into a groove. Um, 
I've had really high ambitions for myself. I saw myself being that person that my coach could put in in a tight situation and score some runs. As for my team, I think my team is very talented. We have a lot of talent on our team, and I really saw us getting into the OVC and winning an OVC championship. Because you had a limited number of at-bats, you're still waiting on your first collegiate hit. Yes. Is your anticipation for that higher than ever now because of how long it's taken? Yes. <laughs> did you did you think that it would be a full almost two years before the first one? No, not at all. I was definitely expecting it to happen last year. And, yeah. <laughs> the indoor facility over by you guys, you already had your own indoor hitting facility, but now right. you have another place you can go when the weather's bad to to work on fielding to work on throwing everything else how does having that change your perception of where you chose to come to school it's amazing um ever since I got here last year there have been so many developments like right when I got here my freshman year they put padded fences and walls all around our field so that was a huge huge development um of course the indoor facility came and that's just awesome. Like last year we would, it would rain so much and all we could do is hit. We couldn't really go practice. So that's really been beneficial for us. So now when it rains or the weather's bad, we can go and actually practice and take ground balls instead of just hitting and calling it a day. Um, we're also getting a new locker room, which is huge for us. The program has just, and Austin P in itself has just developed so much in less than a year almost. It's, Awesome. Your dad was a college athlete, right? Yes. What did he play? He played baseball. How did he help you in terms of, you know, the the recruiting side and knowing what to look for and knowing what to what questions to ask when it came time for you to be recruited? Well, my dad didn't really have a recruiting process, I guess you could say. He kind of was just um word of mouth type of guy. So when it came along to me, he just really pushed me not to give up. I was recruited really late, and at one point I didn't even think I was going to go play college softball. So he just really pushed me, and he's always pushed me. He coached me when I was a kid. It was always just don't give up. If this is something you want to do, then keep working, keep sending the emails out, keep giving it your best every day, and it'll pay off. I was reading your dugout dish piece from a couple of weeks ago. And you mentioned something that intrigued me about the work you guys as a team have been doing with a sports psychologist. Mm -hmm. Not to get into the details, because that's between y'all, but just why do you feel that that's important to work on the mental side of the game? Um, I think especially after COVID-19 canceled our season, a lot of us didn't know when we were going to come back here, essentially, or get to see the softball field again. So I think that in itself did a mental toll on a lot of us. So being with the sports psychologist as a team has not only helped us mentally, but it's also given us like a greater bond between the team. I think it's really helped put just a po more of a positive mindset on us and the team as well. Tell me about your work at Chicken Butt Donuts. Oh, gosh. So I started working at Chicken Butt fall of my senior year. This is always a question I get asked. Really, it's just a locally owned donut shop where I'm from. Um, 
How did they arrive at the name Chicken Butt? Um, their kids came up with it, and it's really, it's really kind of quirky. But their kids came up to them one day and was like, "Guess what? Chicken Butt!" <laughs> and then it just kind of stuck. That's what they did. <laughs> I heard you can make some pretty good. Just you can whip them up from scratch. Yeah. <laughs> you. Obviously, probably don't want to go back to work at Chicken Butt for the rest of your life. I, I hear you have ambitions to be an ER nurse. Yes. What led you towards that career path? So, being diabetic and obviously being in and out of hospitals growing up, I always knew that I wanted to be in the medical field. At first, it was physical therapy. Then it was endocrinology. I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Then my senior year of high school, I took a health science class, and we would go to clinicals we would dress out in scrubs and basically just shadow nurses teachers therapists all day long so one of my very first rotations was in the emergency room and i just after that day i knew that's what i wanted to do i saw so much that day that was not the same and one of the biggest things the nurse i shadowed said to me was like I love this job because I don't know what I'm going to do every day. It changes every single day. What did you see? Um, well, I saw everything from people can't breathe because they're smoking all the way to somebody on found in the middle of the street overdosed on meth. Like, in the matter of two hours. Yeah. And it you was said, crazy. this is for me. I must be here. Yeah. Being a nurse takes a special kind of person anyway, but to be an ER nurse and to be able to see that stuff and be like all right let's roll our sleeves up and get in there it takes a special kind of person yeah. doesn't it yeah it does morgan what is your favorite word oh gosh period <laughs> <laughs> what is your least favorite word moist who or what inspires you um my parents inspire me what is the last book you read for fun <laughs> I feel like a very uh, interesting answer was right there on the tip of your tongue. No. <laughs> hmm. I would say Hannah Mary Tabs in the Disembodied Torso. It was very interesting. It sounds like it, just from the title. <laughs> what is your worst habit? Biting my fingernails. What app on your phone gets the most use? TikTok. What is the most terrifying situation you've ever found yourself in? Hmm. Hmm. I would have to say when I rear-ended my high school base baseball coach's wife. That was that was pretty bad. <laughs> that was not a good one. <laughs> was she mad or was it just kind of a, oh, oh she was, no. She was mad. <laughs> what is your idea of happiness? Um, being successful. What is your idea of misery? Not being successful. <laughs> That's fair. What makes you self-conscious? Um, the way I dress. It's an odd answer. I guess I'm gonna have to <laughs> know you're you're in very typical student athlete garb from where I'm sitting. Ostopy issue, everything. No elaboration. Whatsoever. Oh, I'll, I'll elaborate. Um, so. When I go home, my mom always is like, when she does my laundry, she's like, you always wear Nike shorts and a t-shirt. You don't ever dress nice. So 
But I mean, I work at a donut shop, so I don't, <laughs> I yeah, you're don't not, wear. You're not visiting the Queen nice of England. <laughs> what is the most embarrassing song you love? Wouldn't really see it as embarrassing. It'd be embarrassing to my generation. I secretly listen to like '90s alternative like music. So any of those, I feel like people my age are like, "Wow, you're you listen to old people music." <laughs> 90s alternative is not old people music. I will come for all of you if you're... No, that's... No. 90s alternative is good. I know. Of course, I'm also old. (laughs) How would you prefer to die? Mm. I'd have to say, like, maybe... Like, heart attack or something in my sleep where I don't feel anything. If you were reincarnated, what would you like to come back as and why? I have to say a bird, then I can fly around and watch people. What might prompt you to lie? Um, a, maybe a serious consequence. And when I say serious, I mean like... Somebody's going to go to jail? Yes, like jail time. <laughs> what makes you hopeful? I, would, I don't know. I would say hopeful. Hmm. Making good grades, being successful in the softball field, making my parents happy, making my family happy. Yeah. What is our purpose in life? Um, to be yourself. Do what makes you happy. Regardless of who it is, what is one question you would ask our next guest? What is your most embarrassing moment? In life. (laughs) That is so interesting. (laughs) Because last week, Reed Brown asked, what is your most embarrassing moment? (laughs) Uh, My most embarrassing moment. I would have to say, so when I played rec league softball, I was about in fifth grade. I don't know if I just wasn't paying attention, if I was talking to my coaches, whatever it may be. I was at first base and the pitcher threw the ball. And the ball did not go in my glove. It went to my mouth. And didn't knock any teeth out or anything, but my mouth looked like I had about eight lip injections put into my lips. I I cried to my mom for days. I did not want to go to school. I was just, yeah, it was embarrassing. Ouch. (laughs) Um, It's hard to segue to my last usual question from that because I'm, yeah, that distracted (laughs) me. Um, So you had... You got time left here. Like you, you still have a long career ahead of you at yes. Austin, academically and athletically. What are your hopes for your time here? Um, my biggest hope is to get a nursing degree, graduate from school in nursing. Second hope is to win an OVC championship. Two pretty lofty goals, especially yep. with our nursing program. Uh, well, Ooh, I was in the trap, serving cocaine, they ain't been the same since Hunt out for the cheapest ring on the cheap finger love Hunt out for the cheapest ring on the cheap finger Hunt out for the cheapest ring on the cheap finger Thanks Morgan for coming on, taking a few minutes out of her day to talk a little off-piece softball with us uh, The governor's softball team, 
among many signing its next wave of newcomers here in the early signing period. Softball, the basketballs, baseball, both golfs, and soccer, which has basically added an entire team getting going in the early period. Uh, so visit those particular pages at letsgop.com to see all the information about the next wave of great Austin student-athletes. Yeah, we've just got the kind of the first wave of what uh, are the new new athletes that are coming in. And uh, a lot of teams look like they've got some promising newcomers that are be coming in for the 21-22 season. So uh, looking forward to seeing a lot of a lot of good athletes putting on the red and white next year. Can't wait. Over the weekend, you and I got into a, a friendly tete-a-tete, re-the James Bonds since, since the demise of – the unfortunate passing of Sean Connery. Can you say it's an unfortunate passing when a man's 90? In his case, yes. Yeah, it, it still feels like Sean Connery had a couple of good years to give us. But uh, I, I've been revisiting the, the the various James Bonds of the era and enjoying the campy Roger Moore James Bonds more than I thought I would. Um, I, my, my hierarchy is a, a very clear Sean Connery one, Daniel Craig two, kind of an open season open spot there for three but uh you are not a big roger moore fan i am not i am not a a roger moore fan i to me he couldn't sell the fact that he was james bond he just didn't come across the only one of his movies that came close the man with a golden gun he was not bad in that one but the rest of them eh. but but i agree there's connery's one Craig is two. Even though he only did two movies, my number three and a solid number three is Timothy Dalton. Really? I I did not mind him. I I like him as James Bond because Pierce Brosnan and and Roger Moore, I not so much. Although Brosnan was better than Moore. Moore is my dead last pick. Really? Even over uh, George Lazenby? Even over George Lazenby. Roger, wow. like I said. Moore in all the movies he did, Man with a Golden One is the only one to me that I would grade as C. Everything else is not good. My argument for Roger Moore is that everybody else has played Bond as this, with the exception of Connery, who I think struck the right balance, but most everyone else has played Bond as this kind of dour, humorless, super sleuthy spy guy, and... Moore was not afraid to have a little bit of fun with the role. Like, no no one, any of them, has had more fun playing James Bond. And that comes across, and I think that it, I think he he was able to at least get across to people like, wow, these gadgets are actually kind of cool, and it is sort of cool that I get to do this. I don't know. I think, I think Sean Connery did, too. Now, I know at the end of his first run, he kind of got a little tighter. But I thought he he had a lot of fun with the first few movies, and I I thought his and when he came back after that twelve year break, I thought he 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 had a lot of good funny scenes in in that movie also, you know being the aging yeah the spy the, the elder statesman trying to you know get that arm loose for one more yeah, in, yeah, go just, out of the bullpen yeah you got got to get three more outs that's all you got to get. <laughs> Also, last week, this week, does time matter anymore? It doesn't. Women's basketball got its schedule out. We got two non-conference home dates right now against Trevecca on November 28th and Chattanooga December 15th. The Trevecca game, I believe, is going to be 
a uh, open public game as we continue to refine and get better with our social distancing and our all our best practices that are going to be in the Dunn Center this winter. Yeah, it is. It's a. It's it's going to be a, a an odd thing to, to kind of have the, the the social distancing stuff. I know that they've been having to deal that with you know the professional sports, and hopefully we can find that balance where we can hopefully with the fact that we should have a good fan base this year because of how you know much is expected of these teams, but uh, be able to be safe also with the the COVID out there. Haley Meyer, for your community service opportunities, as is the case every week. In this month of thanks, please tag at Let's Go P on the social medias. If you've done some service so we can see it, uh, we'll be putting out another of our Thankful Thursday releases this very afternoon. Get in touch, stay in touch with us via the web and social media. Robin and Eric in digital for all the things they do to help us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. On Twitter and Instagram at Let's Go P and the official Austin P Governor's page on Facebook. Let's Go P.com for dates, news, and stories. Casey, Cody Bush, and myself, and sometimes even Chris Austin. Yeah, sometimes I uh, get to, to <laughs> add to the the mass of, of information that, that the office puts out, and I'm, I'm glad to do my, my little part. Every so, every so often, when the muse descends, you'll jot down a word or three. If you need tickets, our ticket gurus, Katie Locke and our assistant, John Brown Jr., have all the information you can use to get in the game. Johnny still holed up over in the Forterra Stadium box office, so uh, go, go pay him a little visit. I, th- I When I see him, he seems, he seems lonely. Find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, or directly on the website at letsgop.com slash podcast. Give us a rating review on the podcast, five stars, five stars. And if you want to suggest a guest, let us know of a local or on-campus event we shout out. Count down the minutes until basketball season officially tips off. Tweet us. I'm at CWilson225. He's at ChrisAustin24. Love yourself, love each other. Talk to you next week. Goodbye. Another L Designer on me, this they new Chanel